Hey everybody, it is Nick Bradley here. Welcome to another Monday episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. Here we are, and I'm going to keep going down the pathway of scale and scale up because it's funny, like when I first started doing the podcast, I thought, well, you know, I'm going to cover everything in such a detailed, granular way that people are going to get a lot out of it and then they'll have the playbook. They'll have the playbook in a year. But what I found out is that people appreciate repetition (laughs) and they like it when I go back and sometimes just talk about the various points that I've made previously, but maybe I approach them from a different angle and a different perspective. So today we are going to cover the five reasons why successful businesses fail. Now, Businesses fail in startup, they fail in scale up, they even fail when they're sometimes established and they lose track of the external things going on, market factors, economic climate, that sort of stuff, and then they fail. But generally speaking, there are five things going on which do affect the growth trajectory of a business. And before I get into kind of why those things matter and what they are, I want to kind of point something out that I heard this week. I heard a couple of things this week that I thought I'd share with you. The first thing is that as entrepreneurs, as founders, the prize we get for being successful in solving a challenge or a problem is getting a bigger challenge or problem to solve. Wow, isn't that great? That deserves a clap, doesn't it? But it's true, right? So as soon as we think that we've got something that is insurmountable, we beat it, we, you know, cross the chasm, so to speak, And then we find there is a bigger challenge. And I think that typifies really the journey of entrepreneurship, but it's definitely the journey of scale up because, you know, as you start to build something bigger, the the challenges, the problems become bigger and the stuff that you solved, you know, a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, looks easy in comparison. And that's the journey. And I often say to people when they're kind of getting into this, remember that is what you are signing up for right? That is what you're signing up for. It's funny. I used to run lots and lots of marathons and ultra marathons. I still do like a lot of running, but not as much as I used to. And I used to have this, this wristband that said, this is what you came for, right? This is what you came for. And when I was in the middle of a a 50 mile or a hundred K or even a hundred mile race, I would look down at the wristband and I'd read that and I go, yeah, well, this is why I did it. I wanted to get to this point in the race where I thought, you know what, it's impossible to continue, it's impossible to keep going, but that's why I'm here. I'm here to challenge myself to push on and see what I'm capable of. And it's very, very similar to what happens in business. So that's the first thing I learned this week. The second thing I learned this week is effectively what I call the relativity of growth in a business or what could be called relative gain. And I was reading this article where it said that If you go from being, say, a four-year-old to a five-year-old, right, you know, you're going from that that 12 months, that year, you're effectively 20% older in that year. And that's quite a bit, right? 20% growth in a year is huge. But if you say you're going from, say, I don't know, 55 to 56, that 12 months, right, still a year, right, but it's only 2% of the amount of time you've been alive, right? So 2% versus 20%, that's a 10x difference, okay? Now, why is that important, right? Why is that important? Because sometimes as we become successful, we stop thinking about 
the gain in terms of its relatively. Okay, so so we're becoming more successful, but as we become more successful, the quantum leaps of that success feel more like the two percenters than they do about the twenty percenters. So therefore, we feel as if we're growing, you know, significantly slower. But in relative terms, the the shifts that we're making are still big. Okay, they're still significant. So therefore, the faster we grow, the more difficult it can become to top our previous successes. Okay, are you with me? Now, the really reason that's cool is that it becomes a mathematic exercise. Okay, it's a mindset exercise and it's a mathematic exercise. And you've got to look at kind of relative gains or micro gains or the two percenters as being equally as important as some of the bigger gains you had when you were starting your business. Okay, because as you've got scale or as you scale up, those relative gains compounded over time are the things that are going to drive your growth. Equally, the relative gains that are not visible that decline over time are going to bring you back and they are going to constrain what you're trying to achieve. Okay, so I just wanted to set the scene and the context of that this week because as I get into the five reasons why successful businesses fail or become less successful, it's good to think about it in terms of what's actually going on because there is there's usually something that happens early on, which means it's going to slow growth in the way that I described, more so than the factors that are doing it themselves. Okay, so let's get into the main pieces. And I have talked about this a bit before, but maybe not as um, compartmentalized as I'm going to go through today. So if you have, firstly, and this is the first constraint of growth, if you have a vision which is unclear, uninspiring, or misaligned, misaligned within the business or with your co-partners, founders, you know, people in the organization, then that lack of clarity is going to be the thing that, that really holds you back. Okay, massively important. So in the beginning, it's quite easy just to have a vision which is about survival. When you're scaling, you've got to have something which is a bit more inspiring. <laughs> Surviving isn't really good enough. So some of the questions you may want to ask yourself is, you know, who are we? What do we do? Who do we serve? Where are we going? And how should we do it? You know, what does the culture need to be? Okay, so that's the first piece. If you're not clear on your vision, if you can't articulate it, you have got no hope in being able to communicate it and therefore you are going to have some issues, a constrainer of scale from that one point alone. Okay, that's the first one. Second one is failure to choose or failing to execute upon the right strategy. Okay, so usually it's the wrong growth strategy that you're following, but it could also be the wrong product, the wrong positioning, that sort of thing as well. But it's funny, we get sometimes so obsessed with action, right, the implementation of a strategy that we forget about the strategy. And I'm quite famous now for saying, get to 30,000 feet, see the wood for the trees, look at the landscape before you make your decisions, because running, you know, a thousand miles in the wrong direction, even though you're running a thousand miles, which looks impressive, isn't going to get you to your end game. Okay, and and again, when I when I work with people, work with businesses, and we talk about strategy, people get confused. The strategy is the choice you make to get your business from one position to the next. Okay, so your growth strategy is the choices you make to grow your business. Okay, now 
What's important here is to have a simple strategy, one that can be clearly articulated. Anything that's on, you know, 28 million pages and is a book that your team, your people, your suppliers, people have to understand it's not going to work. I've worked for, with some eight and nine figure businesses that literally have their strategy articulated on a page. So you need to be super clear on it, right? And strategy should also be customer or market focused. You should be looking externally for what you are trying to do because the pace of change right now is so big. I talk about this quite a lot almost every episode that you can't just build the strategy from you know, a cone of silence or an insular position. It's got to be taken from market data and information. But don't overthink it. And and one of the things I've said is, you know, you shouldn't delegate strategy. And I honestly believe that. As the founder, the CEO, the business owner, you need to own the strategy. But it doesn't mean you can't get help with it, okay? You, you know, having someone look at all the options so then you can get some clarity on the choice, all right? So that's number two. So number one is crappy vision. <laughs> number two is the wrong strategy or failing to execute upon the right strategy. Both are important, okay? Both need to be looked at. The third dimension, the third thing that is going to cause a successful business to fail is people, having the wrong people on the team or having the right people in the team but having them in the wrong roles so that they can't thrive. I'm a huge advocate of firstly building your business with the roles that you need, not necessarily the people that you've got. So as you start to scale, one of the mistakes people make is they try and fit the people they've had into different seats. And these people have been massively successful in the growth, the startup phase of your business. But when they get into a different seat in the scale up, they don't perform. And and you spend too long trying to get those people to perform. Okay, the biggest mistake I think I've made in all of my scale ups has been maybe being a little bit too nice and empathetic with people trying to get them to the place where I need them to make the business work. And in hindsight, that was the wrong and has been the wrong decision. So, you know, if you need to make changes and transitions for people, make those decisions quickly. And the other thing, I'm a big advocate on on sort of testing, um, testing people's aptitude, attitude, those sort of things. We use disk profiling across most of my businesses, but there are other forms of assessment out there. And you should absolutely try and work out where people are going to be the most successful. And then you can also work out whether you have a role for them in your company or not. And it's, it's kind of the other thing I'll say here is it's important to help people get to where they need to get to in their journey. So if someone's not the right fit in your business, don't feel that that's a massive issue. It could be the best thing for them. I've been sacked multiple times because I wasn't the right fit at the right time in a, in a certain organization. And each of those learning experiences, even though challenging at the time, have helped me progress and be successful in other ways. So it can be a really, really positive thing. Okay, let's keep moving on. So as we move forward, the fourth one, the fourth reason why a successful business may fail or not be successful is a lack of documented systems and processes. Okay, I've talked about this verbatim. This is the the thing that underpins all scale up, but you've got to have strong systems and processes in your business. Absolutely, absolutely key. So let me give you a few thoughts on what that means. You know, the, the statement, I don't care how you get it done, just get it done, right, is not necessarily the most important thing. 
Okay. And the reason I say that is I've been there. You need to make sure that you create systems and that your systems themselves are scalable. So how can we improve our output and efficiency? What are our company's critical processes, best practices? How do we establish a culture of documenting things, training, leveling up? You know, can our critical IT systems and our utilities scale and help us get to the next level? Okay, so really important this because a lot of really creative entrepreneurs believe in sort of building the rocket ship on the way up. But to build a better rocket, you know, this is what Elon Musk says, you have to have systems and processes that are then scalable, right? In fact, I would say it's the most crucial thing if you are going to be successful. I mean, all of these points here are, are, are crucial, but this is the one that I think jumps out the most where people struggle, right? Particularly that creative entrepreneur who thinks the, even the concept of a system or a process is just the worst thing ever, right? Okay, last one. And then I'll talk a bit of a bonus one as well. But the fifth one is, and and this one here is just, I hate this so much, right? Because I see it so often. It's the mismanagement of cash flow, not looking after your money, right? The reason lots of startups fail is, you know, they don't have a product that the market wants. Uh, They give up too early, right? All of these things are absolutely true, but they usually they usually run out of cash. They run out of fuel, right? You run out of fuel in your car and it stops. You don't charge your battery in your EV car like I've got and it stops, right? It is simple as that. So you've really got to think about this. It's one of the most important things. So a lot of entrepreneurs think, oh, accounting is boring. Uh, Financial projections and budgets are for bigger corporates. Um, As long as I make enough revenue, enough cash will come to the bottom line by the end of the month. That is all BS, guys, particularly the last one, right? You do have to think about revenue, but you've equally got to think about profitability, all right? So this is huge, absolutely huge. So you've got to think, and this is how I think about it now, particularly as we go through sort of COVID and lots of uncertainty in the world, you've got to have at least 90 days of operating expenses, right, in savings, and I would always say another 90 days of 90 days of credit available to you. So that is a six-month runway of cash flow in your business these days. Okay, that's what I advise all of my clients to do. Okay, because if something happens and revenue drops by 50%, how long have you got on that runway to survive? Okay, you've also got to be thinking about how much you're going to invest in customer acquisition, conversion, um, any... Uh, resources that you need, uh, client fulfillment, any big expenses, all that sort of stuff. And you've got to look at the return you're going to get from those investments. A lot of people spend the money, but they don't think about the return or the return comes so far in the future that they haven't calibrated back the difference or the delta between those two things. Okay. And that's where I often say, instead of building, right, why aren't you buying and partnering? Why aren't you acquiring an asset or a competitor, why aren't you, aren't you acquiring talent as opposed to going out there and doing it the traditional way, okay? Those are the things that are going to get you there super, super quick, all right? So let me just summarize where we got to here beforehand. These are five reasons, five key reasons, I would say, why successful businesses fail. They also happen to be the five reasons that are going to help you scale up. So if I think back to my time of turnaround, these are the things I looked at in turnaround. They're also the things that I looked at when I was scaling up a business as well, right? So let's go through them one by one again. So you've absolutely got them. And then I'll finish up with a a sixth one as a bit of a bonus. Okay. So vision, 
crappy vision, unclear, uninspiring. If you've got that, there's there's no starting line, okay? People are not going to want to be part of something that is ambiguous. It just creates stress. And remember, as the owner, you're going to have a vested interest and you can't expect all your employees to have the same. But the one thing I think that solves that is a compelling vision or a vivid vision, right? Cameron Harrell talks about that. Amazing stuff, right? Second thing is strategy. Basically, choosing the wrong one or failing to execute on the right one. Third is people, right people in the team or having the right people in the wrong roles. Both will bring you down. Okay, fourth one is not operating in systems, processes, and to some extent automating those systems and processes to to drive more value and efficiency. And then the last one is just not understanding or managing your cash flow and money. All of these are big, but that's the thing that will cause you to crash super quick. Okay, now the bonus. What is the bonus one? Well, you know what? As you're scaling, just by definition, again, you are going to have more people around you and you have to make a greater impact. You have to learn to influence at a high level. So your ability to get your message across in a a simple and articulate way is key. And a lot of times, and again, I say this because I've been there, right? And I'm happy to admit it. As the leader of a business or businesses, I've always been running well ahead, you know, of the pack. And at times that has been a massive issue because I've run ahead and I haven't looked back and I haven't brought the team with me. And the problem with that is I just haven't been communicating properly. I haven't been, you know, trying to message what's needed at the level that that message is going to be understood. Okay. So I've said before previously that you can only scale a business to the level of your identity. And that is the identity of your leadership and what sort of effective leader you become. And that is why I invest all the time in my personal development, my leadership, my mindset, my ability to be more competent, any skills gaps, my ability to have greater levels of empathy, because I know those things are going to help me up level in terms of what I'm doing. And they're absolutely what I recommend you do too. So there you go. The five reasons why successful businesses fail, and they could also be the five reasons why successful businesses can scale up. Okay. You can flip it. It's like, you know, tossing a coin, heads and tails. Hope you've enjoyed this. If you like this content and more of this type of scale up, I can go deeper into all of it. Please let me know. These Monday episodes are for you. And I'm getting great feedback from everyone who's saying they're great that they've come back. So there we have it. Thank you very much, everybody. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you enjoy the show just as much as I enjoy creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me. It helps the show. Plus, it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything you heard in today's show or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now to learn about our coaching, mentoring, and mastermind programs. See you soon.